Welcome to Relationship Workout for Men, a podcast dedicated to helping men be intentional in choosing a better partner and being a better partner for the person they choose. Season 3, Episode 3, What Women and Men Want. Let's say a woman centuries ago had a choice between two men. One man was generous with his resources and excited about commitment. The second man was stingy and a commitment phobe. All other things being equal, which guy do you think gets the girl? Yes, likely the generous, pro-commitment man would be of more value to the woman and get the girl. Of course, we live in much more complicated times than this simple example. In a more realistic scenario, two men can differ in many ways that are relevant to selecting a mate. Men can vary in what basic qualities they might offer, such as physical appearance, ambition, kindness, empathy, passions, patience, emotional stability, intelligence, social skills, sense of humor, and financial stability. Men can also vary in what costs they bring to the table. Some men have children, high alimony bills, a very angry ex, financial problems, short tempers, and struggles with infidelity. In all honesty, the list of a man's imperfections can be a long one indeed. Certainly, various characteristics are not static and can grow or shrink over time. A man in college, for instance, might have more future potential on the horizon, while a man in his twilight might be seeing his physical, mental, and financial capabilities deteriorate as he ages. In addition, a woman should examine her own unique set of circumstances to understand where a particular man might add specific value to her life. If she doesn't have family close by, for example, she might value a man with a strong local family support system. If she's highly intelligent, she might value a man also of high intelligence. With this in mind, here are some of the general categories of preferences that a woman might be evaluating when executing her sexual strategy. They include economic capacity, social status, age, ambition, dependability and stability, intelligence, size and strength, health, love and commitment, and overall compatibility, which includes culture and religion preferences. All these categories can influence her preference for a mate. Her task is to give appropriate weight to the elements of most value to her. And as a side note, the younger she is, the more difficult this task can be for her. Put simply, as quoted from The Evolution of Desire by David Buss, evolution has favored women who prefer men who possess attributes that bring benefit and dislike men who impose costs, end quote. In other words, if a woman chooses a mate with not enough value add to offset any costs, well, she might put herself and her children at risk. Nowadays, of course, women have many more resources to draw from, and being alone isn't nearly as dangerous as it once was. However, the psychology of evolution has had millions of years to become ingrained in our thinking. The modern woman, in contrast, is an extremely recent and still evolving phenomenon. All right, so now let's switch gears and discuss what men want, not to be confused with what men can get, which can differ widely from women. For instance, when looking through the filter of evolution-inspired sexual strategy, the fact that men sign up for commitment, well, it doesn't make a lot of sense. After all, if our evolutionary desire is to reproduce and perpetuate our bloodline, well, having sex with as many high-quality women as possible and spreading our sperm, well, that would seem like a stellar game plan. Hmm. Sounds kind of like nirvana for many men. In fact, if they're honest, most men wouldn't have minded spending a little, okay, maybe a lot, of time 
and Hugh Hefner's velvet slippers at the Playboy Mansion. Yes, I understand, another outdated reference. But you must admit that being surrounded by young, beautiful women all the time, well, that doesn't sound like a bad game plan for a man's sexual strategy. But men can and do commit. So why is that? Well, looking back into our evolutionary past might provide some clues as to why men do decide to commit and walk down the aisle. One, woman's ground rules. Given that ancestral women had commitment as part of their sexual strategies, men who were afraid of commitment may not have been even considered for sex. Well, that's a pretty strong motivator for commitment right there. The second one is attracting a quality woman. Supply and demand play a part here. If there are fewer quality women than men, then the quality women can be much pickier. In this environment, again a guy interested in reproducing with a quality woman is forced to play by her rules. The third one is survival of children. In historical times, children were less likely to survive without both parents and family as support. Times were a lot rougher back then, with access to basics like food, shelter, and safety not at all a given. Therefore, men who did not commit to providing the resources necessary to take care of their offspring well, they may very well have not had children that lived for many springs. And fourth is father's teaching. Even children who did survive without their fathers being physically around may have suffered by not learning the unique lessons that only a father can bring. This lack of a father's teachings and access to a father's social network could place children of commitment-phobe fathers in further peril. Okay. So this might explain why evolution built openness to and desire for commitment into our sexual strategies. However, we're still left with the question, how did a man in evolutionary time qualify a woman's ability to bear quality children in the first place? To help answer this question, let's discuss preferences all men have. Okay, here's a little test. Let's say you're single and looking for a special someone. Here are three potential qualities you might see in a new potential mate. Check which one, if any, you might think is important to you. One, young. Two, physically attractive. Three, sexually faithful. Let me guess, you checked all three boxes. If you did, then you're like most of us men. These are part of what evolution has rooted into our noggins regarding selecting a sexual partner. In our evolutionary-driven psychology, we want to have sex with a woman who most likely will bear us quality children. However, what are the clues available to let a man in ancestral times know that a particular woman might have a higher likelihood of bearing quality children? Well, yes, you guessed it. Youth, physical attractiveness, and sexual faithfulness. Well, let's start with youth. This is an easy one. Given the harsh reality that a woman's reproductive value declines with age, a man driven by his sexual strategy will choose a younger woman. In addition, energy is another sign of good health. A woman who is lazy and with low energy probably didn't come across as healthy in any century of man's existence. If it grates on your nerves when a woman constantly complains about pitching in her half of the workload, well, this could partially be your evolutionary conditioning raising red flags. On the other hand, a woman with a fun, youthful exuberance comes across as more youthful at any age. Instinctively, wouldn't you prefer to be with a woman who is fun, lively, and energetic versus someone constantly on edge and as exciting as a doorknob? Next, there's physical beauty. If you think about it, generations before us, 
men only had a woman's youth and health as clues regarding reproductive ability. After all, even a caveman would conclude that an unhealthy woman is probably less likely to produce healthy children than a healthy woman. But what are the clues to health? It's not like women come with a reproduction guarantee. Many women don't even know when they're ovulating, much less if they can bear healthy children. One sign of good health is physical beauty. For instance, features such as clear and smooth skin, clear eyes, luxurious hair, and good muscle tone are all signs of good health. As such, it's not surprising that women often wear makeup to make their skin appear smoother and often buy the shampoo and conditioner that advertise lustrous hair. Finally, there's sexual faithfulness. This one might also be an easy one. I suspect in past times, a woman who clearly had many sexual partners might not have been seen as the best marriage material, as perhaps it raised red flags for guys back then, well, that she might not prove to be sexually faithful after tying the knot with you. In any case, sexual faithfulness seems to be a core quality prized by both sexes. Okay, so that wraps up chemistry strategy number one, give good chemistry value add. In the next episode, we turn our attention to chemistry strategy number two, start with lust. Mm -hmm.